Welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts, a weekly overview of economic developments in international markets. Hello and welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts. Today's the 17th of March and we are here with Inge Haydorn and Jenny Hardy for our weekly market roundup. Today, the team will cover artificial intelligence and semiconductors. Over to them. Thank you, Maria. It's Inge Haydorn here, fund manager at GP Bullhound. Hi everyone, it's Jenny Hardy, Portfolio Manager at GP Bullhunt. And uh, as Maria said, we were not saying anything about the banking system or the banks this week. And the only thing we can state is that the interest rates, long-term interest rates has gone down given the stress in the system. And that has made the tech sector really outperform relative to the market as the, the tech sector is seen as more rent, a rate sensitive than, than the rest of the market. But Going into more things we know more about, um, let's start with AI and, and, and talk a little bit what's going on on, on the corporate side on, the, on AI. Yeah, so um, OpenAI released GPT-4, um, which feels like uh, a very short period of time since GPT-3 and, and all the noise um, back in uh, the, the, the sort of latter part of last year, but it's worth saying that GPT-3 was actually launched in 2020. Um, and so, you know, although a lot of the noise uh, was created at the end of last year, um, uh, actually it, it, it had been around for, for, for quite a while. But nevertheless, GPT-4 looks to be another huge leap in uh, AI capability. And certainly some of the examples um, that I think we've all seen are hugely impressive uh, around what uh, what this new technology can do. Um, I think for us, though, what's been interesting this week are the two big announcements from Google and Microsoft. And this is really around integrating AI into, um, in Microsoft's instance, into the Office products that we all use every day, Excel, PowerPoint, um, Word, and for Google, um, integrating it as well in their sort of workspace and um, sort of Google Docs type products. And I think, as we said before, although um, the sort of search, uh, AI's use in search has been what sort of grabs the headlines so far this year, I think actually the enterprise opportunity for AI probably makes a lot more sense, right? From certainly from a business model perspective. Yeah. And also we were talking earlier, uh, it's about also splitting up the enterprise. It's like, if you think about Microsoft, it's, they're going to integrate it, as you said, into Excel and so on. So it's making everybody using those products smarter and then on top of that, in the next step, we think there's a good opportunity is when you start to tailor make uh, the, the solutions for different industries and different solutions and that you already seen with Einstein for Salesforce and so on. And that's also a great opportunity. So we're now starting to see, I would say, very, very interesting use cases for AI. And uh, for us, that's clearly positive. Uh, towards the whole so that tech industry, not just the fact that you save money from the companies and implementing these things, but it also further develops the whole chain. And, and as nobody's probably missed, we like the semiconductor industry, which is definitely, definitely helped by this. And, 
and there was a big announcement in line with this announcement uh, uh, um, due to the fact that Microsoft is uh, buying quite a lot of GPUs from uh, from NVIDIA on the back of this and also struggling with capacity. Yeah, and I think you know one of the things um, that we know about GPT-4 and why it's uh, a sort of advancement is just around the increased number of parameters that it uses. Now, we don't know... The, the, the exact sort of quantity uh, and the magnitude of, of um, the, the sort of increase, but it's very clear that it is using more compute, more memory. Uh, and as you said, you know, that's all very, very good for um, the whole sort of infrastructure around it. Which is which takes us really to topic number two today, and, and it's the semiconductor industry. And we saw now yesterday the South Korean government coming out with quite a lot of subsidies, uh, similar to the Chips Act in the US, driven uh, really by uh, really focus on non-memory solutions for semiconductors, which is quite interesting, helping people with R and D and and development, which is yeah. Cool really reply to what's happening in the US and in other places around the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, obviously we've spoken a lot about the US CHIPS Act, but the sort of geopolitics surrounding semis isn't just a US phenomenon. Really, you know, all of uh, the governments across the world are kind of motivated to um, build up semiconductor uh, capability um, in in their own home markets, and so yeah, this is just a sort of an, another um, uh, another sort of subsidy that's that's been put in place by um, by another sort of uh, government. And you know, for us, I think you know we can we can debate um, the globalization of uh, the chip industry. We you know over the last several decades. Um, the chip manufacturing industry has um, totally kind of uh, been um, globalized and, and we've all benefited um, from that. It's become, you know, hugely more efficient with really each stage of, of the manufacturing process very finely tuned into a particular region, whether that's Japan and wafer manufacturing, whether it's chip manufacturing in Taiwan um, whether it's the semi-cap equipment players in, in the US and Europe, um, you know, all of it has been sort of focused on uh, particular regions. And, and now um, we're sort of seeing that um, move back towards more uh, more localization. And, um, you know, I think the fallout from that is more localized fabs means more equipment. Um, we can debate what it means the broader sector um, and, you know, whether making chips that are going to be 40% more expensive in the US makes any sense economically or whether it's good for us as consumers. Um, But no doubt (laughs) it means more fabs and more equipment. Uh, And that certainly is is one of of the drivers of our thesis around semi-cap equipment, right? Yeah, and it's definitely happening. And in the middle of the crisis on Monday, Applied Materials was out with a quite interesting press release, increasing the dividend by 23% and announcing a buyback program of $10 billion on the back of their optimistic view of the industry in the long run. 
which really is in line, as, as you probably heard now, in line with our view. So that's quite good news, we think. So in, in summary of this week's program, um, we haven't mentioned uh, uh, Adobe anything because we thought, oh, yes, it was a fine result and there was so, so no big surprise it is in it. So to so summarize then, uh, we would say we're now starting to see quite an interesting uh, set of implementations and business use cases for AI. And we continue to see uh, further subsidies and uh, uh, more of regionalizing uh, the demands uh, and uh, the sector around semiconductors. And that is all for this week. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot.